Oh, yeah. Come on. Y'all know what that music means. It's time for the big picture with Larry Raglan. And I am your host, Larry Raglan. Imagine that. It's awesome. It's so awesome to have you on the show. It's so awesome that you took the time to listen to our podcast. You know, as we always say at the very beginning of each podcast and at the end, it would help us tremendously if you would follow us on wherever you get your podcast. And then if you could go to iTunes and scroll down to iTunes, even if you don't have an iPhone, you can still go to iTunes.com. Find us there. Go down and give us a review, a five-star review, because when you do that, that's one of the best things that could ever happen because that puts us in the algorithm, gets us in front of people that would not normally see us, and that is huge because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to reach people that don't know anything about this channel. Share this podcast. It would mean the world to us. Well, I tell you what, I'm used to sitting in this microphone by myself, just just uh, bloviating on all kinds of things. But that ain't the case today. Today, uh, and I love my little machine that I got here that I've been telling y'all about. My little podcast uh, machine here is incredible because that means I can I have machine. I can travel with machine. So I have brought the machine to Grenada, Mississippi, the big city of Grenada, Mississippi. I'm telling you what, if you ain't never heard of it, you're going to hear about it today because we have the two leading citizens of this great city of Grenada, uh, pastor, bishop, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I mean, whatever title means greatness and awesomeness, he holds it. Uh, Chris Owensby, and here's the awesome thing. In just a second, you're going to hear from his lovely wife, of which we are sitting in his their beautiful home right now recording this studio, this podcast. So without further ado, I want to welcome my friend to the podcast. It's been a long time coming. Excited to have you. Welcome, Pastor Chris Owensby, to The Big Picture. Bishop, it's so good to be with you. It's a, it's a joy. So I'm so excited about these podcasts. I've listened to a bunch of them bunch of them and they're fantastic well thank you brother it is it is a blessing and of course uh you and i've been talking about you know we're gonna try to help you get going because you got a voice and hopefully pretty soon we'll be telling people how they can connect with your podcast uh because we're gonna get you going brother because we got to get you out there man i'm excited about that thanks man all right so so today and of course let's do a little quick intro and then we'll talk about the story let's swing that mic around uh to the first lady and to the lady of the hour miss regina welcome to the podcast hey it's an honor to be here Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we love y'all so much. We love y'all. Y'all are family to us. We've known y'all so many years. And how cool is it hey. that we're sitting here? Would you ever dream that you'd be sitting at your kitchen something? table recording? Hey, the only thing we're missing is Sandy. Yes, that's right. You heard that, Sandy. So the next time, you better come yeah, with you us. you got to come next time. Exactly. So one of the reasons we want to bring you on the podcast today is talk about the incredible, incredible way that God brought you two together. And all these years later, uh, you're still together in ministry, beautiful family, two incredible sons. You, you've got two incredible daughter-in-laws. We, you know, we don't like that word daughter-in-laws. They're really daughters to you. And, uh, and of course got grandbabies and all this. And of course that's world changing. That's a, that's another podcast all by itself. Me and you'd probably need to do a pop all bot podcast or something. Uh, but pastor Chris, uh, Take us real quick back in memory lane and tell us about, let's take just a few minutes and talk about your ministry, where you started out. You started out, a lot of people don't realize this, you started out right around where I live now, and how the Lord called you in the ministry, the early years of ministry when you was traveling the country, evangelizing, and of course that would lead us to where we're going to talk about in this podcast today with your wife. Well, you know, God had a, had a, a draw on my life. 
from as as far back as I can remember, and I was busy trying to do my own thing. Um, I was raised in a godly home, mm-hmm. raised in a church atmosphere. Yep. But uh, I had other dreams and other aspirations. wanted wanted to go a different direction. Yep. But at eighteen, I was radically converted. Mm-hmm. Jesus changed my life. I mean, rocked my world. Mm-hmm. And really turned everything around. And that call that went contrary to what my plan was, because I had a plan to go a totally different direction, began to call me out and call me forth. And I had no idea mm. that from a little place called Route 1, Box 174A, Pinson, Alabama. Yeah, come on. <laughs> 35126. Yeah, baby. That God would, would send me to the world. Wow. And how I got to Grenada, Mississippi was a unique story. Tell us that. Um. But before I say that, I think about how that I met you. Yep. That was after the fact now. But I, I think about the uniqueness of the connection. Yeah. Um, having been blessed to preach the revival, you got baptized in the Holy Absolutely, Spirit. Absolutely, that's you right. Your, yeah. You and your precious yep. family and, yep. and your leaders of your church. And yep. How that God's knit us all together. But when I backtrack and I think of how I got to Grenada, I had just come through a terrible crisis in my life. Mm. Uh, there had been a shooting that took place in one of my revival services. Wow. And a young lady was shot three times. My goodness. Um, in the midst of the service by an insanely jealous fiancé, a lot of crazy details. She was saved and filled the Holy Spirit in previous services in that revival. Wow. And God brought her through. But long story short, after that all went down, I, the enemy tried to blame me for that. And I was just a kid preacher. And I thought to myself, you know, if I would have been more discerning, if I would have been more sensitive, maybe I could have sensed this was coming and would have been able to stop it. Mm. And, of course, the enemy tried to pounce on my mind on behalf of that. Yeah. And I went through some low places. Yeah. Mentally. And you can imagine. Oh, yeah. But I had about a two- or three-week break, and I was on my way to Grenada, Mississippi, and I said, Lord, I'm asking you to do something different than I've ever ex- experienced to this point before. And I asked him for a triple-digit of souls i asked him wow. i asked him for over a hundred people to be saved my god and for a kid preacher you know one's that's a big. lot that's big you better one's believe a, one's a yeah. lot yeah one, one is everything absolutely but when you get into the hundreds that's mm. that's a faith leap yeah well that revival began on march the 1st 1987 it went for five weeks mm. But where wait a minute, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you just say? It went for what? It went for five Listen, weeks. Listen, do you hear? are you hearing this, young preachers? you hearing this, young preachers, that you just are having a hard time doing a Sunday morning and Sunday night? Come on. Yeah, these did, Sunday through, was it Sunday through Friday or Sunday through Saturday? Sunday through Saturday. Seven days a week, basically. Sometimes it was Sunday morning to Sunday morning. Then I started another place on Sunday night and go to Sunday morning. Five weeks, y'all. Listen, the, y'all, y'all don't even know. Y'all, y'all young bucks, y'all, y'all don't know. We, y'all need to go back in time, get a Back to the Future DeLorean and go back and experience real ministry. This is Chris Owensby here. Y'all, Pastor Chris Owensby, young kid preacher, preaching revivals in a city that's not your city, people that don't even know you. For five weeks. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's, that's just okay. incredible. You know, I give God all the praise. That's but amazing. I feel like somebody needs to hear this. Absolutely. Many of them went two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. My goodness. I, 14 in, in Hamilton, Alabama in 1996. But wow. honestly, we have been in 15 weeks of revival this year. Started at the end of last year mm. in Amory, Mississippi. Wow. And I, you know, I'll take any credit for it. Yeah, just, yeah. There's just something. Yeah. There's just something. 
something unique about the need of evangelism. Yes, 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 yes. The need for revival. Yes. And I believe, along with you, Bishop, that the remnant is rising. Yes, 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 yes. And that God is bringing us back to the future. Come on. We're getting hold of some discarded values, and Uh-oh. we're reclaiming those things. Watch yourself, preacher. And we're going forward together. Yes, sir. Now, How I Met Regina was very unique. Though. Oh, we got to hear and this. And I think I'm going to let her yeah. kind of bring it up to speed because her aunt had been at work to try to get her to come to the revival in Grenada. Yeah. Again, I was not pastoring. Yeah. Uh, I was 22 years of age. 22. Yeah, this was uh, this was the first time I'd ever preached. How far was city. you into the five weeks? It was a beginning of the fourth week. Okay, fourth week. Yeah. All right, so Regina, what I want to ask you, go ahead and get in that mic. What yeah. I want what I want to ask you is, of course, you was a good, uh, sweet home church going girl, right? Absolutely not. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. I was. Um, I tell people that he came to Grenada and won himself a heathen. <laughs> Um, because I was messed up in every kind of way. My goodness. And I worked for my aunt in a dress shop downtown, and she would come in every day and invite me to church. And, of course, I would say, sure, I'm coming, you know, and not think anything else about it. Right. Uh, she'd come in one day and put up a poster that had his picture on it. Uh-oh. And um, then she would come in a week later, and I would think, well, thank God, you know, the week's over. Because she talked about the revival. Wow, she was wow. playing his, back then it was a cassette tape oh, yeah. in the store. And <laughs> she'd come in with a new poster with the new date oh, and it was extended, extended another week. Again. And so finally I decided, I think I even told my mother, this revival is not going to be over until we go. Wow. Because it, we just ran out of lies. <laughs> because we would tell her every <laughs> night awesome. we were coming. That is awesome. So we decided on a Sunday evening that we would go. And the house was packed. Wow. And what he didn't say, uh, I'm just going to insert this. In this five-week revival, when he came, he found out later that there was division in that church. Oh, wow. And they were wow. going through some really, really major things. Wow. Uh, and at one point in that meeting, uh, I think, I don't know what week it was, but he said people would get up and go from one aisle to the other and ask for forgiveness, you want to say? Wow. It was actually actually during the, the first week. Mm-hmm. It broke on a Tuesday night while I was preaching on from from uh, the encounter where Jesus uh, did his first earthly miracle and came of Galilee would turn water into wine. Yeah. When Mary the mother of Jesus said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And I, I just got on that point strong, and people started getting up and going across the church God. and sitting down by one another and talking and having a conversation. The Holy Ghost said, just mind your own business, wow. stay in your lane, and keep preaching. I That's thought, amazing. The world, I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea. That's amazing. But it was about to split right down the middle, and I didn't know it. Thank God it didn't. Yeah, I was about to say, it's good that you didn't know it. The pastor Because you could be real. And they, it, became, it became real to them because they knew you didn't know. Eulen Evans, great man of God, was so gracious not to tell me that. And there was a group that wanted to go forward, and there was a group that wanted to stay in the past. Mm. And both of them had good intentions, and both of them were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. but the Lord began to mend things, and things began to break. And unity brings the commanded blessing. My God. And souls were being saved every service. Yeah. People, we would... Two strong nights on getting people born again, and then a night on the baptism and the Holy Ghost get them filled. Wow. And it, it was just in that cycle. And so this is the 
This is the, the, the atmosphere yeah, that, that she, she got drawn in. into. Yeah, we came in on that Sunday night, and this was the intention. We were going to the show. This was my brother and a couple of friends. The show, a.k.a. the, the movie. Yeah. yeah, the movie. We were going for, to the for you young yeah. kids, the show yeah. is a movie theater. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait a minute, i got to use my laugh track. I've always wanted to use it. Here it is. There it is, there it is, there it is. Okay, all right. Uh, so we thought, I thought, if my aunt can see that I'm there... Then we can sneak out. Oh my goodness! So about the time praise and worship was you, over, you were playing your aunt. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and we were sitting on the back row. I made sure you know she saw me and waved at her. And praise and worship um, was phenomenal. It, you know, even as a sinner, I I was feeling yeah yeah the presence of God. Right. But we had a plan, and and I was lost. I mean, I was I was the club goer, mm. um, drinking. Had God not changed my life Come on. in that revival, um, I on, and I don't know how I know this, but in my gut, I know I would not have lived to be an, an older lady. Wow. Um, that was the path I was on. My goodness. And um, so we decided to get up and sneak out right as he was taking the platform. Wow. And... People were still shouting and praising God, so we just eased on out. And as we were leaving, I was the last one to walk out. My brother and a couple of friends were right ahead of me. And I heard somebody scream, don't leave now. It's about to get hotter. Uh, I'd like to explain that in a little bit. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, of course, my back was to him, and I thought, surely he's not talking to me. Oh, and I turned around and made eye contact with him. Oh, my And goodness. it was like he was saying, yes, I am talking to yeah, you. Yeah, And I couldn't help but notice every, probably 500 people in the house that night. Wow. A lot of folks. Every eye turned around to see who he was talking to. And... I got so mad, Brother Larry. So, so, so that I get this right, don't leave now. It's about to get hotter. Was you that said that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I missed that. that. You got to understand something. Okay. That's not even my character to do anything. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I have never, of all the things I've done, I know I'm capable of doing a lot of different things. I will attest to that. I yes. Every pre- it's like you. Yeah. Every message we preach is an illustrated sermon. Yeah. Whether we have props or not. Right. You know saying? Yeah. However, that just came out of my spirit like fire. Came out of my heart just like fire, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't really think about it. Wow! You just don't leave now. It's about to get hotter, and I do remember her looking back that way. Okay, that I, listen. Her. We're that's the thing about this podcast. Now we're going to spill all. We're going to spill all the beans. All right, we're we're going to let all the secrets come out. Were you saying that? Let's let's tell the world. <laughs> were you saying that to her, or was you just oh, no, saw a crowd of people? To me. You were literally honestly, saying it to her. I was saying it, I thought, to the group that was slipping out. Okay. And honestly, I didn't even, I mean, the house is full. Yeah, yeah. We're not right. going to lose any ground yeah, exactly. by three yeah. people slipping out. Yeah, yeah. I really believe, now yeah. I, I know some would argue, but I think what this story will bear out is it's true. That that was a word of knowledge. Absolutely, it sounded it yeah. sounded obnoxious. Yeah, it sounded uncouth. Yeah, and yeah. you know, for our touchy, can I just say? Wet toilet paper, thin skin culture, that yeah, would have been difficult yeah, to take. Yeah. 
But that's kind of the way it went down. Now I'm going to go back to her. And oh, I'm assuming, my God. you know, he thought because people were shouting and praising God and, uh, you you know, the presence of God was in the place, I wouldn't have described it that way then. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he thought that we were thinking, this is too much for us. We I don't like you. this. Okay. When in in reality, just we just to wanted movie. to go to the theater. You just go to the movie. Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> but when he said that, and everyone saw me, including my aunt. Oh, my goodness. And I slammed the church door. Wow. I went to the car, and I was so mad that that preacher humiliated me. Uh, Larry, I was so mad that I told them, take me home. I cried on the way home. Wow. I was so I thought, what preacher embarrasses someone like that? That was my mentality. Not realizing that God was using that statement because I made up my mind. I'm going back to that revival tomorrow night. Oh. And I'm going to show him that he's not all that. And I can sit through one of his services and he won't move me. Wow. I went back on a Monday night with that intention. My goodness. But you got to tell the other part because, I mean, she, it got more graphic than that. Here's the thing I didn't think about anything, yeah. I was too busy just trying yeah. to flow. Yeah, right. You know me now. I'm too one track to think about it too much and stay on point yeah it just came out of me because it's what you needed to hear and yeah. again i'm and you went on and preached that oh, night and never thought about it again but you know but you you never thought about it again no, at that point no, no, yeah. no, i didn't yeah. even think about it the night she came back yeah, yeah. i didn't really even put the two together yeah <laughs> yes yeah. wow no but i thought about it yeah, I yeah. Lost sleep you was it. tormented <laughs> yes and i go back the next night with a friend and we set the, I remember him coming to me and shaking my hand before service, and I would not look at him. Was that the first time we'd met? First time we met. Wow. And that night, he preached a salvation message, and the presence of God was so <laughs> real and so strong in that Good house now. that night. I was probably three rows from the back, and I, he gave the altar call. And he would not let up. He was crawling down the center aisle, begging people. This went on for 30 minutes, begging people. And what he didn't realize is that was my altar call. And I don't know how to explain it other than maybe I would have never come back to a church. But I knew, you know, some people, of course, we know the word says today is the day of salvation. Some people get chance after chance after chance. That was my opportunity, and how I don't know how I know it, but I know in my heart that that was it for me. My goodness! But I was concerned that if I stood up and started to walk forward, I would fear would cause me to go. I was really close to that back door, yeah, and it would have been easy just to to run away. And it was like I was just frozen, and the and God was dealing with me. A lady came over to me. And she began to talk to me. She said, I'll go with you. She ended up being our first secretary at Way of Life Ministries. Oh, my Lord. This is incredible. Um, this is incredible. Yeah. But she, she talked to me for a few minutes. I listened. And I guess when she realized I was not going to move, tears streaming, she walked away. And when she did, I said, probably in a whisper, God, if you will just have her turn around and come back mm. and take my hand. I will go. God didn't send her, but he sent my lost cousin that was 
couple of rows ahead of me. As I'm thinking this and saying, God, send her back, he's lost, don't know God himself. He comes over, walks down the aisle, and never opens his mouth. He just takes me by the hand yeah. and walks me to the altar. Did you know he was there? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Um, And I I went down, and I'm telling you, there were mascara stains on that mauve carpet. I oh, prayed, and I got up changed, oh, totally transformed. There, There is, there. listen, the people that are listening to this podcast right now, you got to understand something. We got to have a return to that kind of compelling, overwhelming presence of God because that that is an arresting presence of God. The Holy Spirit came down in that place and arrested you. It was like he didn't know you from anybody. He wasn't thinking about, hey, that girl, that's a girl was at the door last night. But God knew exactly that you were there. My Lord. I'm told that night, Larry, that there were over 20 people that gave their life to Jesus. That's what they told me. The altar's filled that night. But, you know, I, I was on my knees crawling down the aisle. What what she couldn't explain to you because she wasn't me is yeah. that it wasn't that I was pleading for people to come to this weak, pitiful Jesus. Yeah. But I was pleading for people that were broken and deceived and lost and blind. It's time to leave that life that's failing you. Wow. And, you know, you... All I all I know to say as an evangelist, there's been times where I'd be overwhelmed with compassion, and God would begin to show me the hearts and the brokenness of people, and I'm grateful for it. Yes, I had no idea that night that, and 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 that's really the night we met before service in the handshake. It it was cold. She says, but I don't even remember that. But again, the Lord was doing so much, and so you go ahead and continue. yeah, yeah. Um. And then the next day, uh, I'm at work, and I'm really enjoying the cassette that's playing. <laughs> I hated it up until then. Oh, God, this is so good, y'all. And my it's uncle so my oh. uncle came. He owns a construction company, and he came in the store, and he began to talk to me. This is his home church, even to this day. And he began to talk to me about my new life in Christ and share scripture with me. And I asked him about the baptism in the Holy ghost. Um, and he began to talk to me about it on Wednesday night. I go back to the revival and he preaches a message on being filled. Mm. What, uh, Four, three conditions to being filled with the Holy spirit, four, four conditions. And honestly, I was able to go up to the store and talk to you a little bit about the baptism in the Holy ghost. By Whose request was that? Uh, my aunt and uncle, I think, probably had you come. But he also came and had me help him pick out an outfit for his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, now this is getting good, y'all. Yeah. This is and getting good here. Y'all, I'm going to tell on myself. <laughs> Remember, I'm a new convert. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm oh, a baby in so the Lord. Good. Oh, God. And there's a rack in the one. back. For the older ladies. <laughs> no, no, you did not. The homely type Oh, outfits. my God. No, you did. I did. I did. And I can see it right now. And that was 34 years ago, 35 years ago. <laughs> so I picked out this homely outfit, oh, wrapped it up, and said, she's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. But oh, we talked, gosh. and, and they, so uh, my uncle talked to me about it. Um mm. <laughs> he came in, Chris came in and, and talked to me about it. He preached on that Wednesday night, four conditions to receiving the baptism in the Holy Ghost. 
and I came forward ready. Mm. I couldn't wait for him to give opportunity for people to come. A lot of people were baptized in the Holy Spirit that night. And um, my life has never been the same. My God. Never been the same. God, t- and you know, the, the one, I was telling a friend the other day in a counseling session, when, when I got saved and I stepped into light, I didn't realize just how lost mm-hmm. and how in dark, my life was just complete darkness and things that you know people do you and and don't think anything about it once you get born again and the light is is turned on you realize just how lost and undone you were without god my goodness and i was just so grateful i i was one of those that you know i was forgiven much well you you know i I just want to say anybody that might be listening to this two things number one a lot of people listen to this, this broadcast don't know anything about this thing called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So, so we we want to tell you that we understand that the most important thing that can happen in your life is that arresting moment that happened to Regina, the salvation when you return your give your life to Jesus Christ. Most important thing. But we believe that the Bible teaches us, and we have lived in it, operated in it, preaching it, ministering it unashamedly, that there is an endowment of power to service for ministry. Uh, and as Chris said at the beginning of this broadcast, um, you know, that's how I was introduced to it through your same ministry. There's a great, great calling and gifting on your life for that. Um, and I think we, me and you're going to do another podcast on this subject of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We're gonna, we're, because I believe there's not a whole lot of people talking about that, that nowadays, and we need to talk about that. Um, so in the last few minutes that we have left on the broadcast, um, so is that, did you guys just start dating right after that? Did you have to come back again? How, how, did, how did y'all end up together? <laughs> yeah. yes, well, yes. I had, um, I just wanted to be in church. So my aunt and uncle would, uh, I moved in with them okay. to kind of get into an atmosphere that was healthy for me. Right. And we would go to revivals. Um, drive long distances just to be in revivals. And when he would come into the area, we would go and be in services with him. Um, And I had, I stopped hanging out with the people that I knew were bad influence. And um, I changed friends. Yep. And there were bets in town on how long this would last. Sure. Um, people talking about it in the bars, you know, she's got religion. Let's see how long that lasts and Mm -hmm. actually place bets on it. Um, but I would go and be in services with him. And one night we went out as a group and, and then I guess a few months later, what maybe two or three months later, one night he asked, uh, if he could drive me home. And that's that's where it began. Yeah, that is that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, because so you're talking about from the time that you got saved mm-hmm. to the time that you guys officially quote unquote started dating and all that. Are we talking about two or three months? Two or three months. Because I was saved okay. in okay. I was saved in March of '87, and okay. we were married in March of '88. Wow. Yeah. So you've been. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? I never would have planned it that way. Yeah. I was so adamant about never even considering the data 
a, a convert. Yeah. Because what if it don't work out? Right. Yeah. And yeah. and they and they go back to the world because yeah. it didn't work out with yeah. us. You knew the mandate that was on your life. You had been praying and believed God. If I'm gonna marry somebody, they gotta be sold out to the ministry. But she sent all my ex girlfriends ugly clothes. <laughs> He couldn't get a date, y'all. She was so smart. I've got to share this. She is so strategic, y'all. When the the day it was it was Christmas um, oh, of eighty seven, and we drove out to the lake. Okay. And he was going to give me a Christmas present. Well, I had bought him a cashmere coat for Christmas. He still wears it to oh, this my day. Goodness, wow. Yeah, very very nice coat. Oh, wow. And on the way out to the lake, I'm thinking. He's going to break up with me. I just sensed something was up. Something didn't seem right. And I thought, where is this relationship going? I'm saying this to myself. Because this is a man of God who travels and ministers full-time ministry. I am a new convert. I don't sing. I don't play the piano. I am not qualified. Y'all got to understand, in that day and age, those were qualifications. Those were qualifications for a wife or an evangelist. Yes. You had to sing. You had to play the piano. You had to fill whatever void yes. that he needed. Yeah, I, think, I could see what I you're saying. I think in the first two or three yeah. revivals after we were married, I'd have people come up to me, and I can still see the lady's face, bless her sweetheart. Um, she said, do you play? <laughs> and I looked at her. She said, the piano. And I said, no, ma'am. Well, do you sing? I said, no, ma'am, I don't sing. She said, well, what do you do? Oh. <laughs> so that, that, those were the qualifications. That was the culture, y'all. So on the way out to the lake, I'm thinking about this. Wow. And I'm thinking this relationship, I love him, but I'm not good enough. Wow. Um, wow. I don't meet the standard. And he proposed to me that night. That night. And, you know, five, ten minutes before he proposed, I'm thinking to myself, Okay, now if he breaks up with me, how am I going to get this cashmere coat back? <laughs> that, literally, those thoughts were going through my mind. <laughs> now, I had a little fun with it. I'd gotten her a, a lot of different nice fragrances. I got her a, um, a stocking that, that stretched real good. Had a lot of, I might have even had some obsession in it. Obsession. And that's a, that's, obsession. A, that's a story that. Bishop Larry Raglan must tell you sometime. You need to yes. hear. He'll save the obsession story for another podcast. I'm sure. Oh, subliminally, listen. Obsession. Go ahead. <laughs> you just dated us. Yeah, we dated did. Ourselves, didn't we? But yeah, I, to 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 keep her guessing, I put a brass duck that belonged to her aunt in that box. So it wasn't a little ring box. It was a big box, and she had to search for it. And I quote. She she's looking through the box and she picks the gold duck up and, she, and, and in her in her ra- born in Arkansas raised in North Carolina moved to Mississippi Southern oh, English God. oh baby <laughs> she's holding that duck and I said Regina there's more in that box oh oh God. and when and when she when she got hold of the ring I'm gonna let her tell the rest of it because I I she can this tell is, that better than I can so well awesome. he just asked me if I'd oh, spend God. the rest of my life at with him, you know, and wow. I was I was absolutely blown away and had every kind of emotion. Uh, I was so grateful, you know. God sent this man to, and the the first few weeks that he was here preaching, I was clubbing. You know, he was preaching at night, I was clubbing at night, Jesus. and God had was setting this up. Oh my God, listen to this, and um, and I, you know, I think to myself, 
you you sent this man here, you used him to win me, and now you're giving him to me uh, as a life partner. And, um, you know, the greatest gift is my salvation, uh, but right next to it is the gift of my spouse. And we're 34 years married, and um, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful. But I'm going to say this. Ladies and gentlemen, this couple that's on this podcast, and you're going to hear more from them in future shows, is you guys, what I love is, and I know y'all see this, I, I say this humbly, even in me and Sandy, I know y'all see this too, that it's rare to see couples 20, 30 years into marriage, and certainly rare 20 and 30 years into ministry married, to still be in love with each other, madly in love with each other. And, um, man, I'm about to cry and I'm just thinking about my wife. I need to get home to my wife, y'all. I'm in Mississippi. <laughs> I need to get home to my baby. But I'm in Mississippi. But, uh, but you know, the reality is this. Uh, man, the ministry is tough. Ministry is tough on, it's tough on anybody, especially tough on a marriage. And, um, and to have the foundation that you guys have had and to be as faithful as you have been in ministry, Still faithful in ministry and still in love. And I can tell you, I've been around this guy. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there for all the world to hear. Privately, when it's me and him, he talks about you like you like you his girlfriend to this day. He he literally cherishes you. And uh, and it is just inspiring. It's very incredible. And it's one of the most incredible, quite frankly, love stories that I know of. You know, not just personally, friends, but just that I've ever even read of that. And when it, then you factor in the love story of God, how much he loved you. I mean, so powerful that you just said the first two weeks you're preaching like a wild man. She's in the club. She's drunk in the club. And God is like, you don't even know why you're here. Oh, you're here for everybody that got saved. Tell it, tell it, tell it. I'm in the club and people in the club, drunk, drunk. I mean, major drunk. Talking about the revival going on in My town. God. Listen to this. Listen all to this. all through the clubs, and we had we had three different places we would hit on the weekends, and we'd start out and then wind up at the third place, like two a.m., which is right down the street. And every club I went, we began to laugh about it, and I'm thinking, why are we talking about church here? But people were talking about my brother got saved last night, or you know, and and just. All of these different things. Can you believe that revival's still going on? So wow. they were talking about it in the clubs. Yeah. Wow. So so this revival birthed a move of God here in this city. It birthed a marriage. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's birthed a church uh, that I'm honored to be connected to that we consider family. Saying I love you so much, both of y'all. Y'all are an inspiration to us. Y'all are the real deal, guys. I'm telling you, these are the real deal right here. So I appreciate y'all being on the podcast. And, uh. I want, I want to open up to both of you guys. I, I, don't, I don't do this on all my podcasts on this particular channel, but sometimes I feel led of the Lord to do it. Chris, Regina, either one of y'all or both of you, pray for the people. Pray for the people that might be searching. There's one thing I need to say. Okay. And then I'll do that. I'm glad to do that. Honey, if you, want to, if you feel led to pray, you just let me know and I'll slide this mic your way. I was in Reform, Alabama. It's not very far from the Mississippi line. It was late one night. It had been a very difficult revival. Regina and I had probably been married for just a few years. She's asleep. Her head's laid up against the glass on the passenger side of the vehicle. And the Lord speaks to me. When I pull off into a little quick mart, I was fixing to go get me something to drink, get me a soft drink and some, some ice to keep me awake. He said, do you want to see a miracle? 
Yeah. It caught me off guard. I said, yes, sir. Oh, I, I always want to see a miracle. And he said, look beside you. Oh, yeah. And he said to me, he said, son, even you don't know the depths of Satan I brought her out of, the depths of darkness that I brought her life out of. My father. And so you, I gave you a miracle in her, and now I have it in my youngest son. Yeah. And I'm excited about what all God's doing in my beautiful family. Yes. And he is so faithful and so good. Yes, he is. Honey, do you want to? I, th- I think I, I'm going to just say, you need to pray, Virginia. You need to pray for yeah. whatever's on your heart. Just speak out of your heart yeah. and pray for people that might Father, be where I you were. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you yes. for the ability to speak into people's lives. Yes, and for the person that may have listened to this podcast, you're a lady, maybe a young girl, and you don't feel like you're enough you don't feel qualified you don't feel worthy and that is exactly where I was the night I gave my heart to God and I just want to say to you that there's purpose on the inside Mm. of you Mm. and that God has a plan for your life surrender to him Father, I thank you for the person that is listening right now, that you will give them the courage to say yes, mm, yes this time. Yes, 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 yes. They're going to say yes this time, and they're going to live the purpose that they were created to live. In the mighty name of Jesus, we mm. call them in by mm. the power of the mm. Spirit. Come on. And Father, I thank you that lives are being transformed right now as they begin to see themselves through your eyes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Let them sense your love, penetrate their heart. Mm. Father, I thank you that people are saying yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, as they hear this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me tell you something. I feel the spirit of God so strong on this. And if listen, you need to do it. Just cry out to Jesus right now. Say yes to him. Say, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Come into my heart and save me. No matter if you were in the club, maybe you've been raised in church all your life, and you, you ain't don't even think you've even done anything bad. Guess what? God still is calling you to say yes to him and make that decision. I'm going to tell you something. I really, truly believe. God, we're going to hear from people that all over all over this country. This podcast is going to touch people's lives. There are going to be people that are saved listening to this because I'm telling you, it's a miracle story, and that's just a tiny bit of it. I mean, we this could have been a three hour podcast just telling the story of Chris and Regina Owensby. You guys are a blessing. You're a blessing to my life. You're a blessing to so many people. There's no way I've told you this so many times, Chris. There's no way that you could ever know the impact that that God has used you in your life. Because sitting right here at this table, you have a woman that was pulled out of darkness. It's now your wife. You have a pastor and a minister on a podcast, leading a podcast. That spirit-filled, called into the ministry, followed your, your lead, followed your steps. You are my role model. And here we are sitting at your kitchen table in your house talking about the Lord. But let me tell you something. You might be one of them preachers, too, that's come out of that old school like we did. I got news for you. That's why we do the big picture. It's to inspire you. God's not through with us, Chris. Far from through with us. Our best days are ahead of us. The remnant is rising. Come on. All right. So listen to me. As we close this podcast, we could go on all night long. I want to make sure that you help us out. Click us, click follow on that podcast app, whatever app you're using. All you got to do is click subscribe or follow. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star review because that will help us reach people with this story just like this. We've got more coming to you pretty soon. 
Thank you so much. You can always connect with us on all our podcasts, our YouTube channel, social media connects, and everything. Just go to LarryRaglin.tv. I'll see you next time on The Big Picture. God bless. <laughs>